Welcome back to another episode of Out of Context. I am your host with the most, or I'm sorry, your co-host with the most, Ashley Majestic. And here at Out of Context, you'll hear weird things that we talk about sometimes, you know, such as in night, or uh, sorry, in 1786 when King Louis, don't ask me what number he was because I can't read Roman numerals for shit because I went to Florida schools. Um, when King Louis, he had dead bodies removed from the Francis Saints innocent cemetery and they were moved into the catacombs that's underneath uh you know paris and many of the bodies had decomposed into fat and all that fat was then collected and turned into candles and soap so for a good many years were the citizens and people of france bathing and smelling the aroma of fat from decomposed bodies and that just fascinates me. Like, did people know this? Or they were just like, eh, it is what it is. I mean, they were just, you know, ignorant to it. Maybe it's just like they were be told, like, oh, wash this and you'll be, and you'll look beautiful for another 20 years kind of thing. It's just a little interesting that I'm like, I wonder if we actually have any soaps or candles that are actually used for decomposed body fat. That'd be interesting. I wonder if you can buy that. I mean, anyway, so my co-host, Adrian. Adrian, say hi. Hi, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends. This is Adrian XXIIXXI. Now, what that means in numerical order, I have no idea. But thinking about having your enemies boiled down, boiled in oil, and have their fat sold for soap, that'll be entertaining. Could you imagine having your enemies boiled and had their fat and you can bathe in their fat. Wouldn't that be just disturbingly entertaining? Wouldn't you want to buy some soap like that? I mean, spend the three bucks and buy, you know, the guy who pissed me off in traffic and I just killed him and now washing my body with him. I mean, wouldn't that be kind of interesting? See, I would wash my body with them. It would have to be, it would be more of like someone I envy by their beauty and and essence of, of how they look and how they appear. I would bathe myself in that. But as in, you know, um, like with an aroma of my enemies, like smells like vengeance. I would definitely do that because I'm so morbid like that. But just think about it, whether it be your enemies or whether it be an ex, whether it be just some random Joe Schmo you want to kill and wash your body and pick up their scent. Now, granted, I mean, are the police hearing this? I mean, can this be used against us in a court of law? If they can find the bodies. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely do it. So, how are you doing today? I am doing good. I feel good. I don't know why. I'm just in kind of a good mood today. Uh, I guess because it's just, it's the month of November. It's my birthday month. I have plans, and these plans will happen before my seasonal depression kicks in with the holidays and missing my dad and all that other boring, depressing stuff that usually hits me. So, you know, I've been here for on my computer last hour just scrolling through Google Images looking at disturbing things and slowly, ever so slowly, still, like, where it gets to the point that I want reading and looking at things and it's like, I can't be disturbed by it. It's just like, huh, interesting. Now, it could be the blood moon coming up tomorrow or the next day that might have an effect on your mood. That might actually put you in a good mood, which... Once again, it's kind of disturbing, but I revel in the fact that you're going to be happy for a couple of days due to a blood moon. But, hey, I mean, beggars can't be choosers, so I'm really happy you're in a good mood. Dude, I would love to be a vampire right now. It's the blood moon. I can go out hunting and I can kill or be a witch and make sacrifices. That would be awesome. It's lonely. Now, I, the dream. now I'm more disappointed that... I can't, you know, break out into multiple bats to get away from people. That's that's one of my mainly depressing things that keeps me up at night. But but I digress. Life on my end, of course, is always jolly and good. I'm doing another week, another show. And now, for, for, for those of you who are out there who are not really aware, we're not doing this podcast together in a room. We're doing this in separate, you know, separate zip codes. And we share a same... Um, uh, stats. In those stats, it tells us where the Walker AC experience as a whole, where it sits. So I sent you the statistics of our show. So I have to get your thoughts on this because it was really entertaining because last month 
We were really popular in Turkey for some bizarre reason, but I embrace it because whoever chooses to listen to us, hey, they're, they're, they're good people. So now let's see here. Let me pull up some stats. Now, while I do that, would you please tell the people where they can find you if they choose to reach out to you? Oh, like always, you can find me as Majestic Nerd Lady on the Instagrams, nothing else. It's either private or I don't use it, and it's not me. But see, since you're taking forever, I can actually look at the stats that you sent me yesterday. Um, we have viewers, you know, of course, here in the United States. We've got some Canadians. We've got people from Turkey. And then we have a listener that's stated as unknown. And I just want this person, like, you're unknown. If you're not in the United States, you're not Canada, you're not in Turkey, you're unknown, where are you? Who are you? Are you out of this atmosphere? Are you on Mars right now? Or are you underground with the lizard people or crab people? Or are you like part horse and you live underground like with the other horses? I mean, I, or are you at, from Atlantis? Um, are you from, you know, the Temple of Doom? I mean, I just really need to know about you. I really want you to reach out to us. Like, find me on Instagram, Majestic Nerd Lady, for this unknown person, an unknown location. I must really know about you. I, it just bothers me that it's unknown. Unless you're my CIA agent that likes to listen in on me, then if you know that's the case, hi, Bob. <laughs> so, yeah, so eloquently, as you put it, the Walker AC experience, we're everywhere. This is the second month in a row we have our listeners in Turkey. So we're saying hi, all of you in Turkey are listening to us. And, of course, in the UK, my dear friend Jessie from the UK and her lovely beau, uh, Declan, who listens to us also. So there are some of our listeners out there, too. So please, as you're listening to us, let us know where you're from and keep up. Because who knew we had people listening to us from all over the world, especially from Turkey. And see, I'm, I'm not going to let that go, especially when they have air balloons in Turkey, thanks to your knowledge. Or that could be a lie. I'm not too sure yet. Say you're the picture. I told you to Google it. Air, air balloons in Turkey. That's it. And you'll see it. It's very beautiful. And I can't name the city name. It starts with a C. And I am not going to even try to butcher it because already enough, do I have an issue pronouncing just normal, easy English words because I have a speech impediment? I'm not even going to try with the name of that city that's in Turkey. Well, as we humor our lovely listeners in Turkey and in the UK and the United States, what are our topics for tonight? What can we amaze them? What can we wow them? What can we woo them with the topics we have on tap for tonight? Well, see, if we want to woo them, this wouldn't be a podcast. This would be OnlyFans. So, you know, stop there. Let's not get their hopes up here. But, you know, it was just the idea I had is because I'm always in my head with my daydreaming and fantasies and all this other stuff because reality just... So... What I want to talk about is scenarios. You know, for example, the first thing I want to talk about, it's not about, oh, what do you regret in life? What do you wish you could have done? It's it's not about thinking about your past, but more as imagine there's either you believe in it or not, alternative universes, alternative versions of ourselves. If you could open a door and just watch it like it's a TV, and see your alternative self, how they look, uh, or it doesn't even matter how they look, honestly, it can be really the same as you do, but what are they doing with their life? Like, where are they living? Uh, what kind of jobs do they have? You know, like, what are they doing with their life that is a scenario for you that's, like, something you would have imagined for yourself, but not, again, not a way that you regret, but more as a, you know, you just think about, it's like, hmm, maybe, like, I, this could have been my life. I watched a movie and like, wow, I wish that I could live that way. But you have, you know, you live in reality and that just doesn't happen. So again, imagine you open a door and you just view into an alternative universe of yourself. What do you see? I see if I would have tore my plane ticket and if, and if I would have lived in Germany, you know, what would have become of me? Because I was very fluent in the language. I knew the culture. I was comfortable and I had a few offers to actually live the rest of my day out there but I chose to come home because I was a good little boy and sometimes I wonder what would have happened if I would have stayed number one I would not have had my little one so that would have internally crushed me a little bit because I would have felt something was missing but I would have 
had relations with this young lady named Anka. Biggest upper protuberance I've ever seen in my life. But I digress. But I was more just enthralled with just everything about Germany because so many colors. And yeah, I could, I can imagine myself you know, sitting in my you know, sitting in Castle Walker, German version, screaming at kids in German to get off my lawn, and living out the rest of my days in peace. But needless to say, I have my peace here in Florida. So I mean, mine's pretty pretty simplistic. I know you have more in-depth you know views on yours. Not necessarily. It's kind of something I always... So pretty much, I didn't have a whole lot of time of independence for myself. I lived by myself for a very short time. And because I met my husband and we got married young. I mean, I'm not that old. We formed and married for eight years. But, you know, so I didn't really have the opportunity to live, like, independently and doing what I want. And again, this isn't a regret, but because I, I would go back, if I can go back in time, I would still do all of this all over again. But I open my door, I look in, I see myself living in those little, so imagine it's, you're like in the city of Boston or some, you know, northeastern uh, city, and you have the streets that are all uh, like brick, uh, stone, all, all that type, all those types. And they're pretty much townhouses and you have like your own little courtyard of a backyard you have the little steps you have the fall colors the rest of you're just kind of depressing but you get around the city and like a bike you ride the trains or the buses and i can just see myself like having my own little place being comfortable um and then having nice weather i have a dog and just kind of have a simple life i just want to be comfortable i don't need to be rich and famous I just want to be comfortable where I could just enjoy myself. You know, I can take time off work and just go travel somewhere for, you know, for a week and come back. I would just be comfortable. That's it. That, you know, it's not like, oh, how am I going to pay my bills? It's, or, oh, I'm going to buy a Ferrari. It's just kind of like in the middle. It's like, just chill, doing my own thing, just vibing. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my most modern version I would like to see for myself. That's the other thing, the word comfortable is mainly a state of mind, because not to break the fourth wall or anything, but I've seen uh, Castle Ashley, you know, and, and, I've, and I've seen where you live and everything, and that looks pretty damn comfortable. But once again, no, I... It's bougie. <laughs> I <laughs> wasn't going to say it. It's an Instagram house. I want I, I to keep the illusion. I want to keep everything simplified, so I don't want to really, you know... Speak on, no. speak on your home. No, no, I don't care. People aren't seeing pictures of my home and they don't know the location of it. But for me, where I live and how I am in my life is mostly because of my husband because he has a really good career, he makes very good money, and he takes care of us, and it's it's really wonderful. So this type of house, it, I always say, oh, that's Arab money. That's my, my husband bought this house. and Because this is his kind of ideal, and I like the house, of course, but... I've been never huge on really big houses, um, and I grew up poor. I mean, lower middle class, just poor. And so being around things that, you know, richer people, um, higher class houses, decor, all that stuff, it makes me feel like uneasy. Even to this day, I walk around my own house and I feel like, oh, I don't belong here. It's an out-of-place kind of feeling. But I know it's my home. It's not very grand. It's not like, oh, it's a master. It's a one-floor. It's a big, spacious house, big, beautiful backyard. But it's not over-the-top, you know, pricey. It's not It's not uh, a bad neighborhood. It's kind of like in the middle, a little, like, higher, you know. But it's not, like, my vibe. But it's where I'm at. I, I'm happy with it. It's... You know, it's my home. But again, if I if I had my own version, it'd be like, you know, a small little house or um, that's like a two bedroom. And, you know, it's just very simple. Uh, it's not near a big busy area or the townhouse version in like down in like a Boston area where everyone knows everyone. All your favorite restaurants and coffee shops are like a bike ride or a walk away nice weather that's like my ideal version so where i live now again i'm very happy but it's it's 
like not the vision I had for myself, but it's where I am. And that's how life is. It just takes you to places where you didn't know you were going to be. And I still adjust to that because again, as I said, growing up very poor, not having anything to where this is where I'm at now. It's very hard to adjust to sometimes. And I understand that. For the longest time, I've always wanted that big house and the multiple cars and stuff of that nature. But now as I get older and where I'm at in my life right now, financially stable, entrepreneur, all that fun stuff that, yes, I'm bragging. Humble. It's a humble brag. Now where I'm living in Castle Walker, it is a very standard home. I'm a minimalist. I don't need a whole lot to be happy. And I learned that throughout the years of just like you growing up being poor, so I didn't have much. So the things that I did have, I took care of and I really cherished. And I took that with me for many, many years. So now where I'm at, my home is very peaceful. Not the biggest, not the best, but is a tremendous home, very spacious like yours. But it's very simple. And that's what I love. It's very simple and I'm at peace. I know I can come home to Castle Walker and be perfectly fine. So I understand where you're coming from to an extent, but just as an outsider looking in, not really thinking about it, your spacious home is tremendous. But, but once again, you know, that's just me as an outsider. Oh no, I, I know it's a nice home. I have a really big kitchen. It's, it's spacious. I mean, we have an office, we have a guest room, we have our master bedroom. It, it really is that ideal kind of house I like. And again, it's just an alternative version. I think it was like I missed the younger, early 20s of my life where I see a lot of people online, social media, TikTok, where they're living what I didn't have. And again, I won't go back and change anything. There's no regret while I'm saying this. It's There's that little envious because, you know, that part of my life is gone. It's the whole part of being, getting older. And... So where I am at now, I'm very happy where I'm at. I'm very blessed. I love the house we're in. I wish we had a pool because we're in Florida. It gets fucking hot. And I'll, and we live in a cul-de-sac and all the houses in this cul-de-sac have pools except for us. But anyway, yeah. I, am, I, I am happy. I love that I have the big spacious uh, the space. I love that we have a big backyard because I have German Shepherds. So they have all the, you know, they can run as much as they fucking want because I lived at the last house I lived in it had a small backyard and it was just it was horrible so you know I, I am aware I like I like my house I like the setup and I'm pretty sure like type of house I'm in is kind of gonna be like the trend of houses that we're gonna be, like continue to be in which I'm okay with because again stuff <laughs> so yes for those of you listeners out there be jealous Walker AC and National Majestic we got some banging houses folks Hard work definitely pays off, or, you know, rich husband, whichever comes first. But looking through a different door of our lives, you know, yes, Germany for me, and yes, a more simplistic lifestyle for you, I think I think everybody has that ideal. I think the quote-unquote American dream of you know, having these outlandish houses and all these cars and summer homes, I think that's pretty much passe now. I think the older generations like us, we just want something more simplistic, you know, something simple, because I don't know about you, I can't live in like a five bedroom, four bathroom, fully furnished home in a lap of luxury because I keep thinking about who's going to clean all this stuff. You know, great, you know, great. Yeah, the whole, that's a downside of living in a big house is there's so much to clean. I absolutely hate sweeping and mopping. And the fact that we live in a huge house, I'm grateful that we put the money into buying a robotic vacuum. But on the weekends, we have to actually use that sweep and mop. And that's so much to do and the dusting. It, it really does take us like a good half of a day to clean this house. And we usually do it on the weekends. So it's just, yeah, that, that's another downside of having a big house is there's there's so much cleaning to be done when you just want to sleep and not do anything well i mean can i honestly make that racial joke of white people problems okay yeah we'll just you know, we'll just file it under that one you know that my husband is not white i well i you know can't, that you can't put that joke you can't put that joke on him <laughs> love the guy he's amazing he puts up with you so that's definitely something definitely something special he needs an award <laughs> 
So what, what, is, what is our next topic? I mean, that one was a nice, simple one that, that people can relate to because, you know, I think, once again, it's all about simplicity. So what, what else do you have for us? Sorry, I thought we'd take turns here. Uh, I was all about scenarios. If you have a scenario that you like to bring forward or if there's something on your mind that you want to bring up, I mean, you know, it is your turn. The floor is yours. The stage is yours to conquer, break a leg, however people say it. Absolutely. Fine. Okay. I'm going to go for another simplistic one. And I'm not going to go through the whole long list, but I'm only going to ask one. Your bucket list. Now, you have plenty of time left for you. Me, I think I'm on that whole life number two thing I talk about so much. Um, The bucket list. Now, for those of you millennials don't know what that is, it's a little simple list of life things that you want to accomplish before before your ticket is punched, before your time expires. I had a big long list of things on my bucket list I wanted to do, and oddly enough, almost all of them are done. I have a few more left, so I'll only give you just maybe two. Uh, number one is go to Japan. I'm a huge fan of culture, as has been well documented, and the culture of the Japanese is something that's always gained my attention because they're such a private community, and on top of that, they like outsiders to an extent, but I just wanted to go learn the language, learn the culture, try the foods, and just mainly be in Japan for a month and just to sit back and soak it all in. That's number one on my bucket list. Number two is to go back to Germany, of course, for reasons I've stated ad nauseum. So once I have those two things checked off, I think I'm good. I think I can, you know, uh, retreat back to Castle Walker, sit down and be that old man yelling at clouds. Now, Give me your top two things on your bucket list that you want to do. My goodness. The number one, hands down, is to go to Cairo in Egypt and see the pyramids, go to the museums. I mean, just absorb anything, everything as much as I can of, you know, ancient Egypt. For me, I would like to spend like a good solid two weeks because the amount of tours I could do, the amount of shops, just, I would I would just love to go there. It's It's my number one. You know, I just, if my husband said, hey, quit your job tomorrow and we're going to go to Egypt, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, I'm dropping my keys off, everything. It's like that. I want your car when you leave. Right? It's it's always been my dream to be there since I was a kid. So it's definitely number one, and that will never change until I actually go, until I actually go. And then another one is, of course, travel. The majority of my bucket list is traveling to different places around the world. But the next one is, and this is what we're hoping to do for a 10-year anniversary in two years, is, you know, take about almost two weeks and travel throughout Europe. And part of me is just like, you know, during, it's like, yeah, Europe, um, England, Germany, you know, all these places. But I really want to see Switzerland. I want to see it both in the winter and the, the summer. I want to go to Norway. I want to go to Ireland. I want to see all because I see how beautiful it is seeing the northern lights and then I can keep going down the list of other countries and other places in the world I'd like to go to but for the most part the majority of my bucket list is really just travel so so why Switzerland what's so special about that if you just look up pictures of Switzerland um I mean it's it's beautiful both during the winter the summer the spring all the seasons of the year there's so many beautiful videos, images, things I see a lot because I follow a lot of travel types of accounts and stuff just to see to keep myself, you know, motivated for goals of stuff I would like to do. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's just beautiful. I would, I would love to go. It's just getting in a car or a train, mostly a train where, because of a friend I worked with years ago, she, you know, she lived here, of course, but then she got um, a work visa to go live in Australia. And the company she worked for offered her citizenship. I don't know how it works or anything, but she accepted it. And she lives in Australia. She only comes back to the States like once a year, every two years to see her family. Well, probably about four or five years ago, I guess she had saved money up for a year with a few other friends. And it was to go to Europe. And what they did, for the most part, from my memory, seeing on online, was, you know, they flew into London, 
they were there for two, there for two days, and then they would get on a train and go to another country in Europe, and which is it's like going from state to state here, if not shorter, because the countries are kind of smaller over there, uh, from what I can imagine. But every day they were in a different country, different part of a country, and they would spend the day exploring and spend the night, and then the next morning they'd get on another train. They had it all planned out, and they did this for about two weeks, and their final destination was in Berlin, and then they flew out and they went back to Australia, and that has been something I've always wanted to do since I saw her do that, and that's what's been on my mind for my 10-year anniversary with my husband is I would like to go do that, is to travel. It could be Europe, it could be, you know, Norway, like I want to see the Northern Lights, you know, it's just, I, I I would love to just, I wish, I don't understand how some people do it, where they just are able to just take off, uh, have so much money, and then they travel and go so many countries. I wish I could just see exactly how they do it, because I would love to do that. If I could just drop everything and just take off and go and explore, I would love that, but I would want my husband with me, and then my dogs. Like, I can't just abandon my dogs. And so those things, it's not a way of holding me back. It's that, you know, they're the reasons I'm here. Because if, it, if I was by myself, it'd be, all right, I'm selling everything I have, and I'm just going to disappear into the sunset. Now, what I used to do, well, actually, before I, before I go into my you know, long diatribe, my mom told me when I was in uh, high school, you know, she always told me, she goes, when you're done with high school, before you go to college, travel. Do as much traveling as you possibly could before you settle down, because you never know. And I took that to heart. So, in high school, went to Germany. Got out of high school and part of college. I traveled all over the United States. And it's just that, that's something I'm telling my little one also. Be sure you travel. Get all out of your system, you know, before you settle down and plant your roots. Now, just like that you know, song, I've been everywhere, man. I've been just a couple places. I think I've talked about this before, but take this ride with me. I've been to Maine. I've been to Utah, Wisconsin, Michigan, Chicago, Canada, uh, Virginia, once again, Germany, Austria, Bavaria. Um, I've just traveled all over just because. Uh, my old job in the Florida Mall, I worked in a, in a, worked in a, in a record slash... Uh, CD, DVD store, look it up, people, and I made the schedule. So, end of the week, Friday, Saturday, I would take off. Beginning of the week, Sunday, Monday, i take off. i do it once a month. I would make friends online, way back in the good old days of, you know, Yahoo Messenger, good lord, I'd make friends. And then I would stay with them. Back when plane tickets were uber cheap, I would get a round-trip ticket for four days, leave what, leave Friday morning or Friday night, come back Sunday night, and, and uh, excuse me, either Sunday night or Monday night, go to work the following day. And I'll just travel for the weekend. I do it all the time. I had no ties and nothing holding me down. I would tell my roommate at the time, I'll be gone for four days. This is where I'm at. If you don't hear from me, then you know they call the police. And I would just travel. I'd take pictures. And I still have pictures of Canada, Niagara Falls. I still have pictures of Utah pictures of New York, just everywhere I've been. It makes for great stories. Because once again, you know, as you get older, all you have are memories. And if those are really good memories, you can tell your kids, tell your friends, your husband, stuff like that. So I do recommend traveling as much as humanly possible. And I really think that, you know, that your husband will take you with him traveling anywhere you want to go. He knows it. I mean, I've told him several times is because honestly, I don't really have anything that keeps me here. Um, I'm, I, of course, have my friends. My mom lives here. I have, like, you know, my, bro my brother, his kids. But, like, nothing that's, you know, has me necessarily rooted into where I'm at. Uh, the only thing that was that did that for me was my dad. Uh, I would not leave. The, I would never even leave, want to leave the state, much less more than an hour drive away from him. And now that he's gone, I've always told my husband, is in the, if, should you ever just be over this country and be done with it and you want to go back to your country, I ask for at least a three-month notice. That way I do have time to spend time with my friends and what little family I have. And then we just go. I mean, there, there's been times where he considered work visas in other countries. And I'm like, 
So for me is he's very much the breadwinner between us and I'm just like I will go wherever you want to go like um, we're going to a different state let's go we're going to a different country all right I mean it's never gonna be oh do we really have to leave I love living here so much it's my only thing will be are we taking the dogs we're taking the dogs that's not even up for negotiation dogs don't go I don't go because I'm attached to my dogs, of course, and I just don't, I can't, no, they, they, they're a package deal at this point. <laughs> so, uh, with me, when I was younger, I didn't have the opportunity to travel, because again, I from a very broke home, and I was an idiot, and I was a high school dropout, and I never went to college, but I ended up getting my GED, and I had, you know, I started working at a theme park to where working for the company that you and I worked together at. So I didn't make a lot of money to really travel, but I, you know, living, like, I would out and go party with friends all the time. Um, always at the shenanigans, and, you know, do I hate that I spent most of those young years, like, just partying? Yeah, and one way I do, but at the same time is I had a lot of fun with friends I knew when I worked at SeaWorld, and... Um, I want to say I work at SeaWorld because I don't, there's nothing for me to dish on for there because those are really good memories. But it's, I just had like a lot of fun nights. I could probably do a whole episode of really fun experiences and memories. There's, of course, there's the bad ones too, but I can at least think back and, you know, while I wish, hey, I didn't have the ideal, um, the ages of 18 to 21. Um, but I did get to party. I did get to have really fun things with friends. I mean, Jeffrey and I, we met when I was 18. And him and I were just talking about how we were in downtown Orlando the other night to watch a concert. Uh, a classical orchestra type of concert. And as we're walking, he said, it's really weird for us to be walking to, through downtown Orlando. And we're, and we're sober. And we're going to a musical concert. We're not going to clubs. We're not we're not drunk we're not being idiots we're actually grown-ups at this point and was, so we reminisced a little bit so i it's well, the point i'm getting to is i'm glad that i got to have some experiences being young so i can't look back and say oh i never did anything when i was young i just worked and then i got no i i had fun i had a lot of fun with a lot of people people i'm not friends with anymore because they were that's they were just acquaintances or just party friends back then so i've grown up matured um, if someone said, hey, let's go clubbing now, it's it's not the life for me now. I'm older, I don't like doing that, I don't like those type of, you know, scenarios, I don't like those locations. I'll listen to certain music that brings me back to those memories, but not in the sense of, wow, I wish I could do that again. No, I'm like, oh god, I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. No, I'm, I, I don't really miss it that much. You know, I never partied. I did stupid things, but I never partied. I just did um, more work stuff. I just traveled, and the traveling part was tremendous because, ironically enough, I was terrified of flying. But flying for those couple of hours to a new place for a new experience didn't bother me that much. You know, all it took was a couple of glass of wine, and I fell asleep on the plane for two and a half hours. wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, so I think the main message for that is, you know, with your bucket list, I think, I think it's doable. I mean, I think if you keep your bucket list realistic, you know, and not okay, millionaire on my bucket list, one uh, percent chance of me happen. You know, if you hit the lottery, but that's a whole other story. Um, what else do you have? I think it's your turn. I, th- I think what you got for me. Well, apparently this is like going down memory lane type of nostalgia. Um, well, all right, here we go. Since we're getting close to the to the end of the year with the holidays going on, what do you have like any really good memories that stick to you? Whether it's for the Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's even. I mean, like, is there anything that you remember from being a kid younger that just kind of sticks to, to you, like to this day? <sighs> Younger kid, not really, because of going back to the growing up poor part. Um, of course, I look forward to being, you know, to Christmas. Um, you know, that was just the best time because we wake up early, you know, just like any typical American family, wake up early, you know, look at the gifts, have breakfast, and just have a good old time. New Year's really didn't do too much for me until my teenage years, you know, because of course, you know, when you're a teen, you stay up to all hours of the night, um, you know, ball drop parties and stuff like that. 
So holidays really wasn't a big thing for me until I became a parent. And once you know, you're asking to go back, but probably before that. So no, nothing really stood out. Thousand apologies well, for that. With you being a parent, I mean, what about stuff that you did for is it for for your son? I mean, is there anything that you? I mean, of course, you know, you you buy gifts for your kid, uh, you know, so that they really liked. I mean, like going the extra step for a holiday. Um, well, again, it doesn't matter the holiday; you can pick whatever. But is there anything that you know? If you like to think back, and Chris, it's Christmas time. You're seeing the lights. You're seeing the trees. You're hearing the music. Is there some time where you'll think back? Oh, I remember when my son was this age and I did this for him and it was such a great moment for him and for myself. Oh, absolutely. So me and my former used to go out, go all out and splurge because uh, she had two and two previous and I had one, of course, together. So we would spend an insanely amount of money on Christmas gifts. And I think a couple of Christmases we would have about 80 gifts under the tree. And we take a video camera and we record all the gifts around the tree and count them up. There are at least 80 to 100 high price, high price gifts for the kids. And so, you know, that was our Christmas, looking at them, seeing how happy they were, you know, to get the gifts that they wanted, you know, the gifts that, that we couldn't have at our age, you know, because of our upbringing. So that was one of the major things for me. And of course, you know, just, just seeing my son's eyes light up, you know, just for, just for the littlest of things, you know, whether it be like a toy or a game or a piece of clothing just something simple you know that they enjoy because i can't make any correlation but if you buy a toy for your dog for example and you see how excited the dog is you are more excited for the dog than you are the dog is excited for the gifts if you can kind of, if you can kind of follow that connection um I'm more excited for the things I give to him. He, even at even at his age now, I'm still more excited than he is when I buy him something because it gives me joy. So that's one of the that's one of the things I remember the most is Christmas time and is seeing the excitement on their face. For me, it's I don't have it's kind of early childhood uh, Christmas. It would be where my parents saved. Literally, I remember my dad having in his work truck. It was a taped up pickle jar, an empty pickle jar, of course, but it was completely wrapped in some type of white packaging tape. I couldn't tell you, I don't know the type of tape it is. And then at the very top was just enough that you can put like coins through it or like maybe a folded up bill. And I remember he kept that in his work truck because I would see it when I go to work with him. And he would always say that jar is for Christmas and my mom kind of had her own too. So whenever they had change or they had like a spare dollar or two, they would do that. And at the end of the year, they would, you know, open them up and roll up the coins, the cash, all that stuff, take it to a bank and make it as cash. And those would be for our Christmas gifts. And, but what I really remember, because being an adult now, I don't remember all the gifts, all the presents, all the toys uh, for what my parents were able to get for myself and my, and my brother. But it was, we lived in this house. To me, it was my first house that I can remember, but there was a fireplace there. And um, it was an actual fireplace. You know, it's before electric fireplaces where it look, it's fake, but it looks real. So of course, during winter, my parents always had the fireplace going. And it was warm, it was really fun. I remember playing with my toys on the fireplace all the time. But it would be what my parents would do. It's Christmas Eve where we're sleeping is it's you know five o'clock in the morning my dad he would take his work boots and he would put them in the like stump in the ashes and then he'd walk from the like using the his boots to look like it's walking from the fireplace that's over awesome to the christmas tree to where the cookies are and then going back up to the fireplace so it looks like santa came in walked around put the gifts out walked over to try the cookies and then walked back out so he can go back on his sled and then my dad because of course as i'm older like my parents explained it to me but my dad would do a really big ho 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 thing and it would wake up my brother and i and then we'd come out we'd see the foot the footprints we'd see the presents the really huge lit up trees so i didn't have a lot i don't have like a lot of great memories as a kid 
uh, during the holidays I feel very lonely because those good holiday childhood memories kind of only lasted until I was about eight, nine years old. And, but that's what I remember the most. And I love that so much to where if I were to ever have a child, which I still do not want any, but if I were to ever do that, I would love to have a fireplace just so I can do that for them. That's actually, that's pretty interesting. And I wish I would have did something like that. Truly, truly. Because um, once, you, once you hit that parent status, your whole mindset changes. But I'll spare you all the cliche details because it will happen. And when you have your child, whether it be son or daughter, I will be there to corrupt. Fear not. That that will definitely happen. So, but Yeah, but I'll see you being a grandpappy before that happens. I will personally stab you if that ever happens. I will make it. Uh, it's okay. I've already told Jeffrey that when you come over for my birthday party, uh, I'm going to be smacking you. Like any random chance I get, you're going to get smacked. I will make it my mission to personally stab you if, if that happens. But no, I figure you'll have an offspring before my son does. And I cannot wait. I will buy no, diapers. No. I will personally buy diapers. No problem. I won't buy you diapers. I will show you that I have the money to buy diapers for your son, but I won't because that's his problem, not mine. I know you. You are such a loving auntie. It's going to be great. I can't wait. You're going to be grandpappy, and I'm going to make sure to call you grandpappy in front of the kids, so that's when they call you as grandpappy. Uh, I'm going to call you Mama Ashley when you have your child. It's going to be great. I'm going to do a whole, I'm do a whole, I'm do a whole podcast on Mama Ashley. That is going to be wonderful. That will be a new show. You know, when you hear your child screaming in the background, you know, wanting milk and, and diaper change and stuff like that, it's going to be tremendous. The second, feel our conversation going from nice and soft back to crude and nasty. See, it's a perfect mixture of this show. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, no, no. It's children are just not going to happen. And but what is going to happen is me smacking the shit out of you this this coming weekend. This is the love I feel in this show. This, this, this you know, this is why you're my co-host. You know, this exactly. is why you do this you show. You better wear a cup. You better wear football padding. I mean, whatever you got to do to help yourself. This is your way of showing love and affection and appreciation. I understand now. I'm truly envious of your husband because I mean, I know he feels your love and you know, your love and affection. <sighs> You think yeah, that... he, he feels the love and affection and I get his love and affection but not in the way that it's going to create a baby alright like I don't want that type of love and affection I'm so not going to touch that I'll leave that alone so what's <laughs> that's what I say too when I feel like he's in the mood for a baby you just you just say leave me alone <laughs> yeah pretty much like you know leave me alone uh, no my husband doesn't want kids either but you know there's a couple here and, here and there he's like I don't know maybe might change our minds I'm like no 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 there's no might changing our minds it might be changing your mind and it'll be me fleeing out the door it's gonna happen yep cannot wait oh when that announcement hits you're gonna be so angry and you're gonna say Adrian I hate you it happened and I will do a victory dance quite the victory dance that will amuse and entertain most so just get ready truly get ready for this <sighs> wonderful you're gonna be you know you're gonna just keep having being disappointed i mean the point that i never get knocked up you're gonna be disappointed that you're gonna be a grandpappy and you know to multiple kids um you know so yeah i mean who knows your your son just went out he could be in the process of right now making you a grandbaby or when this podcast's over, your husband will hold you lovingly, and nine months later, there you go. It's okay, though. I know it's it's going to happen. See, we're putting this out in the universe, and I know our listeners, they truly want you to be a happy mother because you have that motherly instincts. You have that motherly care, that warm bedside manner that they need when they get scared at night from thunderstorms, and, and you'll be there to hold them tight and tell them it's going to be okay. Or yeah, see, this is where you're flawed. We're like, oh, as soon as the podcast is done recording, he's going to embrace me and be so loving. No, I'm looking at my camera and looking in the living room. He's asleep on the couch, so I'm not worried about it. He could be faking you out. Who knows? But, yeah. but speaking of warm, tender, loving, are you ready to play? Are you ready to play a game? Yes. Yes. Now, you're not bitter from last week, so, I mean, we're, we're going to be good this time, right? Yeah, let's just play the game. Okay. For those of the uninitiated, it is time for America's favorite game. Yes, I said America's 
favorite game because we're not wimps. We're not snowflakes. We do not get offended easily. It is America's number one favorite game, Pick the Porn. Now, what is Pick the Porn, you may ask? Good question. We're going to give you three titles, three porn titles, and one of these porn titles are not real. So pay attention close. Folks, we will be playing the home game very shortly over for Ashley's birthday bash, so that is going to be wonderful. The root of all Ashley's birthday bash. So here we go. We're going to be nice and actually do four rounds to give her a fighting chance. Wow. It's for you. So, wow. title, so title number one, Harry Peter and a Prisoner of Ass Kabang. Number two, Emissions Impossible. And number three, Ho in One. Which one is the fake porn title? Talk it out if you must. Repeat the first one. Harry, Peter, and a Prisoner of Ass Kabang. No Googling. I'm not Googling, but I, I have to say the first one because it just seems like, by all means, I'm, all, I, I'm very well aware that there are, are going to be like porns off of any type of fan, fandom, especially Harry Potter, but I, I just feel like that title is a stretch. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Zing giggity. Okay, so if that's your final answer, you are incorrect. That is a real porn title. My God. The fake porn title is Ho in One. No. Absolutely. No. Uh, mm, <laughs> round one down. Let's go on to round two. Ho in One. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's called Hole in One. But Hole in One's a perfect name. Who wouldn't do that? Oh, my God. That's that's the career I should be in is making porn titles. I should be a porn writer. You missed your calling in life. Hey, you know what? I gotta go have a conversation with my manager tomorrow because this is not the career I'm supposed to be in. You're like, so you're leaving this job to become a porn title creator? Yes, yes, I am. Porn writer, I could do that. Oh, the scenarios I can write. Damn it! Now I, I do have a true regret. <laughs> I'm scared. That's too late. There are going to be emails. Oh, I wonder if there's a site where you could be a porn writer. I mean, where do you apply? Where do you apply for something like that? But I want to do it for actual profit, so not fan fiction and not smut porn, but like actual. Like I write the script and they film it, and it becomes a porn, and I get paid for it, and I get the credit because I wrote it. And I'll be like, yeah, that was me. People are like, are you serious? I'm like. Nah. Well, the house gets a ten percent cut because I instilled the idea in your head, so I you know, I do get a cut of it. I understand because you know you want to be able it'll go to the fund of you being a grandpappy because all of your extra money is going to go towards paying for your grandkids. So you know if I could help you out in any way, I I I, I would do that for you. Quite the Samaritan you are. Round two. Number one, Saturday Night Beaver. Number two. Nut in her professor. And number three, the whole nine inches. Which one is the fake porn? Mm. I'm going to go with the first one. Saturday Night Beaver? Mm-hmm. You are incorrect. That is a I real porn title. hate this game. <laughs> the fake porn title was Nut in her professor. That was like my first guess, but I'm like, yeah, like I'll be, I'll pick that one. He's gonna say you are incorrect with that bullshit. <laughs> Always go for the gut instinct, giggity. Round number three. Number one, Beavis and butt sex. Number two, glazed and confused. Number three, I know what you did up the bummer. Which one is a fake porn? I know what you did up the bummer. <laughs> is that your final answer? No, but let's just go with it. <laughs> you are incorrect. I know what yeah. you did up to Bummer is a real porn title. The fake porn the fake porn title is Beavis and Butt Sex. Yes, folks, that's a fake one. No, they can eat me. Oh my god, I'm so angry right now. Now just think at your party. Oh, you're going to be so angry at your party. It's going to be wonderful. 
I'm going to be breaking things. I'm going to be throwing things at you, actually. <laughs> it's not my fault you can't pick the right title. Come on, dude, do your research. No, it's the fact is that I'm picking the, like, because the one I'm picking that should be the incorrect one, or is it, it's, it, because the ones you're like, oh, that's actually the fake name. That makes sense. Nearly every single one that you tell me should be porn titles. That's the thing. I'm always thinking it's going to be a trick question, and they should all be porn titles, and you tell me, oh, no, this one's the fake one, which is bullshit. <laughs> and for the bonus round, round four. Number one, Charlie's Anal. Number two, Full Metal Jackoff. Number three, Hansel and Tremble. Which one is the fake porn? The third one. Hansel and Trimble? Mm-hmm. You are correct. That is the fake porn. About? Okay, tell me. <laughs> because if you make a porn off of the title Hansel and Gretel, which is like a fairy tale for two children, and you turn that to a porn, oh, that's pushing it. Well, I mean, they did do a Brady Bunch porn. They did do a Cosby Show porn. So, I mean, nothing's really off the table. Mm. <laughs> I agree to disagree. Absolutely. Now, I used to work at an adult uh, film store, so I've seen all these weird, bizarre titles, so it's more comedy to me than anything. Oh, man, that would be like another fun job to have. It's like you work in an adult store and you can just see all the people that come in with their trench coats and their sunglasses and trying to be slick, which I don't kink shame. I would just be interested in the kinks that people have. I'm like, damn, you were interested in that? Nice. Oh, I used to work in a store called Fair Villa Megastore. Um, before, it was just a regular boutique. It was a two-story building. Wall-to-wall, whether it be video, magazines, clothing, toys, Everything. Once a month, they would have celebrities come in to do autograph signings. And you would think your clientele would be a bunch of scummy, weirdo people. No, just regular people every day like, like you and I will come in just, you know, with, with no fear. Which, this is the way it should be. They will come in and buy their toys. We put batteries in them, test them, make sure they work properly. You know, um, you know with their DVDs and VHS and magazines, buy all that fun stuff. It was no problem. It was just regular, typical grocery store, just with smut. And a small aside, I met Jenna Jameson. Uh, are you familiar with her work? No. Well, look up Jenna Jameson as we speak. You'll find out who she is, what she looks like. She's quite entertaining. She's been in a lot of adult titles, and she came in for an autograph signing. And, of course, you know, all the male co-workers were drooling and tripping over themselves to talk to her. But I really didn't pay it no mind. And true story... Um, as she was talking to all the employees making small talk before her autograph signing, she asked me, you know, do you know who I am and stuff like that. I'm like, yes, um, you were on ECW Wrestling. And she's like, excuse me? Come to find out, <clears throat> she's a wrestling fan just like I was. So her and I spent a half hour talking wrestling. Nothing about porn. And then, she, you know, before the autograph signing, she went out, she goes, well, do you want an autograph? And I'm like, well, well, thank you, but, but no thank you. And she goes, well, I can sit on your lap and somebody can take a picture of us. You know, you can hold my breast if you want to. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. You know, the fact we had a conversation about something else other than the adult industry was pretty cool. I'm a big wrestling fan and so are you. And she gave me a hug and said thanks. Needless to say, all the male figures were not very happy with me, you know, for a couple of hours. Um, you know what? I mean, respect that you chose to just not do any of that and like you just enjoyed having that conversation. So I respect you for that. Um, but my only question is, can you just name off any of the probably the weirdest experiences you had working there or probably a shock value? I mean, of course, you'll see people buy a whole bunch of weird stuff, the things that they're into. And it's so that's like kind of like a day to day thing. But is there any certain instances that you're just like holy shit yes yes now have you have you looked up jenna jameson yet no i think you should while you do that uh, i will give you one little story here to close out the program so now you're gonna hear me typing here so just you know pay you know pay no mind uh, people who are listening to the show um so we are taking an inventory that comes in and we're checking off, you know, butt plugs and fake boobs or handcuffs and stuff like that. And we had a customer come in, two young ladies come in to buy toys. 
no big deal. See it all the time. Doesn't bother us. And I'm not too sure if it was a, a, a sight gag joke or a bachelorette party joke, but a lady purchased um, something called the fist. It's about the size of your forearm, and it was black, and it was really hard plastic. And they purchased the fist. And uh, yeah, they asked me if it worked. And my response was, why would you ask me this? And yeah, it was a humongous fist with a humongous forearm. And you can just imagine where that goes. So that was, that was one of the stranger purchases that a customer made. Interesting. Now, my, my thing is, like, what I wanted to do for a friend of mine, because, you know, she has the same, just about the same thought process as myself, and if it wasn't for my husband having a completely different taste of decor, I would totally get it. So, th- my favorite sex store to go to is, like, up in St. Augustine, because, you know, it's it's not overpriced like Adam and Eve, and it, it has a really nice atmosphere, it's kind of almost classy, if anything, and you just don't feel like you're creeping there or the workers are creeps, or you're surrounded by other customers that are creeps. And, but I went to a, 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 it wasn't this store, but I went to a sex store, and they sell the fake ass. And I told my friend that, I said, hey, they sell, I was like, they sell fake asses there. Because I, I didn't know that until I saw it, I was like, that's, that's just amazing that they'll do that. And she's like, I really would love to have a fake ass and have it mounted on the wall and then I would have my keys and on the keychain would be something that I could use as the as like a butt plug so when I come home from work I would just have my keys and I put the butt plug inside the fake ass and that's where my keys would hang and all I can think is oh my god I wish I could do that for my house <laughs> well I mean like you'd never lose the keys exactly I mean it's just I, I would love that so, and now, now you've been to these stores before, so curiosity, and of course you don't have to answer this, but have you purchased anything obscure from one of those stores before? Oh yeah, I mean, not nothing like over the top, I mean, typical, like, you know, um, like loops, anal stuff, um, like toys, uh, handcuffs, all the things, like nothing overly kinky, I mean. Uh, my thought process is I'm willing to see everything and want to know about everything, but it's the bedroom. It's nowhere near vanilla, but it's nowhere over the top kinky as well. Uh, again, I don't kink shame anybody, but I know what I'm about. Um, and yeah, that's as, that's as far as I'm going to go for details for now, but in a future episode, I'll probably go more into it. Oh, yes, before I forget, this is fresh on my mind here. Someone purchased, um, an object called Love Eel. That's spelled E-W-E, like a sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone bought an inflatable sheep with the uh, actual female uh, plastic lady parts. So, which made me kind of scratch my head and wondered, and I stopped right there because I, I really didn't want to go any further. So, yeah. Now, working in an adult store, you see a lot. And once again, it's normal people. I mean, you know, like no one weird or, or shady or anything of the sort. I mean, you know, everybody does their thing. You know, I mean, do what you want to with you and your sheep. Just leave me and my sheep alone. Words to live by. You know, mom taught me that. So as the show comes to a close, what do you have us, what do you have, you know, for, you know, for us as a final parting gift, you know, for the people out there who are listening to us, we go from nice and wholesome to deep, dark, sexual. Well, see, before we even do that, I mean, you kind of missed doing your own plugs here, buddy. Oh, yeah, you you know, you are correct. If anybody want to get in contact with us, you know, look us up on walkerac76.podbean.com. That's walkerac76.podbean.com. You can always find us on 20 of the free apps that are available, whether it be Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, everything in between you can even find us on youtube for god's sakes and of course reach out to us under slacking majestically01 at yahoo.com since you send your email slacking majestically01 yahoo.com uh, be sure to like subscribe give a thumbs up um, keep everything going for our show 
Without you, there will be no us. And we thank you for all the downloads. Thank you for all the listens. And thank you for people all over the world listening to our show. It is tremendous. We appreciate it. We're here every single week, refreshed as always. And then I turn it over to my dear co-host, Ashley. I mean, I have nothing else to top that off. Just, you know, just a fact. Well, not really a fact, but kind of like a statement, question, whatever it is. But, I mean, have you ever tried to eat a clock? No. Okay. Well, I would recommend it because it's very time consuming. <sighs> that was have bad. Have a good night, everybody. 